from the Student Ministry Center in the heart of Trucksville, Pennsylvania, it's Apex Tonight with Pastor Chris. All right, so the question that we always ask, we've never interviewed an Apex staff member before. Wow, what an honor to be the first. Special time. <laughs> um, so we always ask the same question at our Apex Tonight interviews. What is God speaking to you right now? So we had a conversation. You gave me uh, like four or five things. Um, My so brain might, is like spaghetti. We might, <laughs> we might topic jump <laughs> a little bit and we'll see where it goes. Uh, but what is God speaking to you right now? Well, one thing is um, that I spend a lot of time uh, like on Twitter um, and Instagram, and um, a lot of the things that I see on those platforms make me feel really angry, hmm. and um, Facebook makes me feel really, really angry, um, yeah, and uh, mostly I realized that it was like it was like building like resentment towards people in my heart, um, and that's not who. God made me to be. I'm not some, I'm, we're not made to be, this is what God is telling me. We're not made to be like having, anim, like having like animosity towards people who might be like loudly saying something that we think is wrong yeah. or that I, that I'm like, I don't agree with that. And I don't know how you land there. Like I can, like I get myself really worked up on it. <clears throat> and, um, I just felt like, I guess convicted, like, people that are not like me, w that come from a different um, pattern of thinking or different opinions about the world, um, are still there, made in the image of God, just like I am, and just like all of us are, and um, I need to treat them that way. And not that I, not that I like treat them, not that I would treat people who are different than me rudely to their face. Mm. I'm always, like, I'm, I do my best to like always be like kind to your face, but sure. like, but like in my heart or in my head, I could be like, I'm like grit in my teeth because I know what you posted on Facebook yeah. earlier and then or yesterday and now I see you like here at church or at my job and I'm like I'm so mad at you but I need to let go of that and just love people um, because God loves them sure, and sure. we especially other Christians who, who make me mad there yeah. are of course like we are human and we're all gonna we're gonna make each other mad but especially when other Christians make me mad I feel like especially compelled to be like to remember that like we worship the same God. And so like one way or another, if we have, we both have authentic faith, I like, we have unity because we both have relationship with the same Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I need to keep, I need to keep that. Yeah, yeah. In my mind, in my like, heart. Like uh, God's design is for like connection. It's, yeah. it's designed for unity for like, I mean, if he had his way, there would be, mm -hmm. there would be no disagreement, right? Um, but our inclination is to separate. Our, our, our instinct is to be a mm -hmm. tribe. Who are the people I can trust because everyone else is out to get me? You know? right. So we're like fighting that in us. Um, so why is it important that we have compassion toward people that we disagree with? Because I think this goes all over the place. This isn't just for grown-ups. It's not just for politics. It's mm -hmm. the friend that ticked us off. It's all over. Oh, the, it's yeah. our parents. It's all over the place. Mm -hmm. So why is it important that we resist that urge to divide ourselves? Hmm. Well, I think that, like, we are called to love our neighbor. And, like, to me, like, the bottom line is, like, if we're all made in God's image and m the command that God gave me is to love one another, yeah. that's it. I just, um, I forget what I was listening to or watching or whatever, but um, I saw a quote that said, um, 
You're, oh, it was today. It was today. One of the students at, um, help, see, see you at the poll mm -hmm. this morning at Wyoming area said, was praying, and he said, you are a God whose first, whose first instinct or whatever, mm. you are a God whose first whatever is to love. Mm. So the first thing that God does is to love. That's good. And that should be the first thing that I do and mm. not to meet, not to like be meeting, uh, with meeting somebody with like, already, like I'm already worked up sure, when I even sure. meet them yeah. or see them, you know? Yeah. So one of the things you said was um, that people are meeting God's image. So I want to circle back to that. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to me, it just means, like, I mean, I don't know the Bible scholar answer because I'm not one. Sure. <laughs> I know Imago one. Day. I know that much. Yeah, yeah. Because I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. Not because I learned it in Bible college. <laughs> um, but I did go to Bible college. Um, anyways, though, it means, like, God, like, when he created the world, you know, in Genesis, and he made, he made people, he made, like, humans, and he was like, this is good. I made this. Yeah. It's good. And I love it. And so if God who can love infinitely more than I can, love someone who makes me really deeply mad or who I just do not see eye to eye with or just have a really hard time loving. He loves them. And that, like, that is, like, more important sure. than anything else. Like, he loves women and men the same and, like, whatever gender the same. He loves every single person, every race, every whatever. Yeah. He loves us all so much. And I, he loves people who disagree with me. Yeah. And I need to as well because he made us all and he made us all to be in mm -hmm. community with each other. Yeah, it's like a challenge mm -hmm. to see everyone. What was the first thing you see when you see people? Yeah. Because hopefully it's not the thing that makes you angry about them, right? <laughs> the yeah, and I think when, I, when I, I quit Instagram because of that, because I was like one of my like good friends was constantly, like I was getting constantly upset and I was like, I want to maintain relationship with that person more than I want to fight about politics on Instagram. So I'm just not going to go see it Yeah. because more important to me to maintain a relationship. Right. Sorry so, I had to cut you off. No, it's okay. <laughs> so that goes for friends and people that I, I think this probably more has to do with others, like people that we aren't friends with, but we see, or mm -hmm. we just know that they fall into a, a tribe that isn't ours. Um, but when you see somebody, <clears throat> if I can make it practical, mm -hmm. if you see somebody that dresses a certain way that you have like these picture sure. of you know a certain type of color scheme or sure. hemline you know whatever mm -hmm. uh -huh. uh, what do you think about a person is it the first thing you think about them is it they are judgmental like right. you might think right. oh that skirt is really short i can't believe she would wear right. that even if it's just for a second yeah. or you're like oh she must not love jesus because she wouldn't right. dress like that if she right. did right. like that's a problem i should be seeing people that is someone image who God, God loves. Yeah, yeah. The the image bearer is, I think that's a goal for me. The first thing I think when I see somebody, I don't want to put them in these tribes, in these camps of, of people right. I disagree with. Whether they're, you know, maybe they are Muslim. Maybe they are, you know, in a different religious yeah. belief. sure. A witch, you know, like mm -hmm. I want to get real, real particular. Mm -hmm. First, they were made in the image of God. That's yeah. how God sees them. Right. This is an image bearer that carries something, that something like Godness. Yeah. Don't hear me say people are God. That's no, that's totally yeah, but like, but there is something holy about mankind. God yeah. just made people in His image, and that's like what sacred. I see first. Like we need yeah. to treat people like, like I'm gonna care for your heart because you are sacred because you're made by God. And I was just, again, on Twitter, but this was a good thing. <laughs> and I saw like this girl that I follow, and she she um 
she kind of was talking about like making the circle wider. Mm-hmm. It was like, I can have, I have similar, like kind of like I have more similarities with you than differences, mm-hmm. no matter who you are. I have similarity with you for so many reasons, but let's say because we have the same faith background. Mm-hmm. I have similarity with people like with people of other religions because we're both people of faith. I have similarity with like someone who doesn't believe in God at all because we're both, you know, people inhabitants of the world. So like we can draw the circle wider and be just more open-minded and open-hearted towards people who are different than we are. Yeah. So like when I see someone of a different faith, well, I want to see them as an image bearer. I also want to mm-hmm. see them as someone with an eternity. I think that is like one of the things that is a part of the image of God is that we're created and then we live forever. You know, yeah. we, we, you know, if you're new to church or new to this, like we believe that after death, there is something. You either spend eternity close to God in heaven or far from God in hell. That's, that's, you make a decision here and then you live for eternity. Like the, the extreme of that decision that you've made on earth. So, like, when I see someone who, uh, who has a different faith background than me, do I think, is there something in me that says, I gotta, I gotta, I have to do something about that? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see somebody as, uh, I think it was C.S. Lewis that said, you've never met a mere mortal. You, everyone you've met ever in your whole life, people you pass on the street, mm-hmm. your best friend, your family that you don't talk to, <laughs> every one of them has an eternity. <laughs> like, there is so much at stake. So, when yeah. I see people, do I see them as... Don't hear me say, you know, yeah, I always no, have no. to, don't hear me say a project. <laughs> yeah. But, but you, you should see in them eternity. You, you are going to spend forever And that, that's heavy. Like that, yeah. that holds so much weight. And so we should, I should not blow people off, not roll my eyes and just scroll. Like, <laughs> ugh, forget it. Like, I mean, there's a time to pull back from that and a time to engage. And, you know, you can let the spirit lead you on that. But like, I don't know. It's just all, just be kind. Sure. And be loving. <laughs> sure. I think uh, be kind is true for me, especially for uh, for you and people who have Jesus in their lives, especially. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just heard somebody recently talk about how, like, be good to people is not enough. It's just not. Like, it, Tell it, me more. Uh, because if I'm just good to people, I'm going to be good to people who are like me. I'm going to be good and expect something in return. Like, it just be good to people is not, if you don't involve Jesus in that, there's, there's holes, there's sure. agendas, there's problems. There's, again, an eternity at stake. If you just are good to people sure. and never tell them about Jesus, yeah. you're missing something. Yeah. And, uh, and so I just think... I think... Go ahead. No, no, Sorry. I'm, go ahead. I'm just reiterating. I was going to say that I think that that kindness and that love that reaches out, in, you have to do that before you can talk to someone about Jesus. Yeah. You have to meet a need. You have to be a friend before you can start telling them you know, about Jesus, and especially about how you think that they're living wrong. If people are not coming from the same place as me, I don't have a right to speak into their life about their behavior before I have a relationship with them. I'm not going to talk to a stranger and be like, I mean, unless, like, they're endangering me or my loved ones. Sure, sure. I'm not going to be like, you know, you really shouldn't dress like that if I don't have a relationship. You know, you really shouldn't wear that. You really shouldn't, like... I don't know. I can't yeah. think of any other yeah, examples. Yeah. I'm just hyped up on the wearing things. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's true. But you have but I was yeah. just gonna say, I'm not trying to say that don't hear me say that <laughs> I that kindness is the end, that just yeah. being nice is the end. But I do think that's like the first a very important first yeah. step. If you wanna reach your friends at school for Jesus, if you wanna bring them here and you want to influence their eternity, 
you first need to be kind and be a friend sure. and not not answer with the animosity that was in my heart when I was scrolling Facebook and what what led me to all this about you know kind of like putting that away so that I could maintain relationship and just um, see people yeah. as image bearers of Christ. So at the end of <laughs> 11 5 there's a three a three step plan. Do you remember what it was? The acronym is no. is hi. Three steps. Anybody? No, I, you're going to have to tell us. Oh, no, you're going to have to tell us. What if I told you the first one was help? Help me. Phys- I said that. Yeah. Meet, meet a need. physical need so that you can ask. Help, ask, oh, was invite. H A I. I didn't see the spelling in my mind. Hi. When you say hi, it's yeah. like H I I I I I I. So help. Meet, meeting physical needs uh, like Jesus did. Right. Feeding people, healing people. Like right. Meet physical needs. But when you do that, you have access to spiritual needs and you can ask them. So ask somebody a question. What is your spiritual background? Invite them. You can't leave it at ask. You can't just, that's a very interesting spiritual belief. Like, because we believe we have the, the truth, the one mm-hmm. way to heaven. So then you invite them and you say, come to church with me. This is how Jesus has changed my life. This is alive and five. This is the story of Jesus. Help, ask, invite. I've been saying that tool more often because I think it's, it's practical. Yeah. Um, one more thing I want to talk Love about. It. Go ahead. Say no, it. I just say said, say that. I said, love it. That was the whole thing. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's, a, there's some scripture that I wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, in Acts 10, this is the early church. And so you might know a man from the Gospels named Peter. Peter was the guy who was like, he was a rough guy. He got pretty much called out of a fishing boat. He was like, probably had calluses on his hands and like, probably he swore sometimes. <laughs> like, um, Peter was like a rough gentleman, and Jesus saved him from, from a life of sin and, and, and a, being headed for hell, and he saved him to call him to ministry. And so Peter is going through this like process of, of being steered toward Jesus. And so this is so interesting. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Jesus and Cornelius. So this man named Cornelius, not Jesus, Peter, Peter and Cornelius. Cornelius is uh, he's a centurion, a Roman centurion. He works for the government, and he's a Gentile. He's so like you got the right the, the line of Abraham. These are God's chosen people. All through the Old Testament, we talk about God's chosen people, and the New Testament, Jesus says, "Okay, now everyone can be a part of that." Peter has trouble with this transition. Peter's like, "I'm not. I've been taught my whole life racism. If if I can be right. blunt, he right. says, everyone who is not Jewish, who is not from Israel, they're dirty." I don't go into their house. I don't talk to them. I don't mm-hmm. share food with them. We don't interact with them. And mm-hmm. Jesus says, it's different now. And so this is where it like meets this compassion idea. Everyone around you can be grafted into the family of God. Yeah. Everyone you've ever met has an eternity and they can be a part of God's chosen people. So what, what Peter does, so uh, and first of all, an angel shows up to Cornelius. An angel says, Cornelius, you got to figure this thing out. Jesus is real. You, saw, you know about him. You saw him. He, he lived for three years. You saw him be murdered. He came back from the dead, and that's real, and you need to follow him. And so Cornelius is like, okay, I don't really know a lot about this. I'm going to go get Peter. So he sends some messengers. Messengers, go get Peter. <laughs> Peter is like on the roof to pray. He went up on the roof. He's going to pray. And he has a vision. And I'm going to read you what this vision that Peter had uh, was like. He saw the sky open. This is, uh, sorry, Acts 10, 11 through 15. He saw the sky open and something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners. In the sheet were all sorts of animals, reptiles, and birds. Then a voice said to him, get up, Peter, kill and eat them. No, Lord, 
Peter declared. He thought it was a test. No, Lord, I won't do that. I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure and unclean. But the voice spoke again. Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. So Peter, is, he was a good, you know, he knew the rules. He's like, I'm not going to do the, that. My heavens, how could you ever expect me to eat something unclean? And, and My the voice of God in this vision says, no, 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 I'm changing it. And he makes this connection. This is not just about the food that you eat. Mm-hmm. This is about the people we welcome. This mm-hmm. is about the people we interact with. Because, uh, so, so he has this vision. Immediately after this vision, Cornelius' messengers show up. So like Peter's starting to get the application. Not, this is not just about dinner. This is about <laughs> people we welcome. Mm-hmm. Cornelius' messengers show up and they say, dear Peter, please come help us. Cornelius needs you. He's a Gentile. Is that going to be cool? And Peter's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not really about that. I don't go into Gentile's house. I don't share food with them. And then he does. Um, let me see what he says. This is Acts uh, 10, 28. Peter told them, you know it is against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile home like this or to associate with you. But... God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone as impure or clean. So he made that connection. This is not just about dinner. This is about who we have dinner with. It's about who we welcome into God's kingdom. Peter goes to Cornelius' house and he leads him to Jesus. And and Cornelius is like this, a man with status and like a powerful man. And like, it was just, it was a power. uh, Peter was not. (laughs) Like he was poor and probably dirty and rough around the edges. But Cornelius welcomed him into his home. Mm -hmm. And Peter took that opportunity to go into his home because at this point, God says, don't call things unclean that I've called clean. I've called people clean. They're made in my image. They have an Mm -hmm. eternity. And Mm -hmm. you need to step into that. Before you step out, um, talk about how, especially, I, I I don't know if you had a direction. Okay. If you did, Ignore me. But I'd love <laughs> for it to go toward a student. How does this really impact a student's life? So, Sam's going to step out, and while she, she's going to talk for just a minute or two, and the stage is going to get transitioned into worship. Yeah, and then you're going to pray to Okay, and then you're I can do worship. that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, need a, I, need a, I need you to hold my hand. I'm a damsel again, because I don't want to break my ankles in these high heels. Okay. So, how that what you can do now with that uh is that when you go to your school or when if you don't go to school uh, maybe someone in your home you know is frustrating to you or has just a different worldview than you um my i guess encouragement to you would be to draw the circle wider to include to include more than we exclude because the people that make us mad, the people that, like, that maybe the teacher that's, like, always, you know, saying things that you, that you don't agree with, or someone at your school that is different than you in some way, they dress different, or they have a different sexuality than you, or they have a different gender identity than you, and you have an issue with that, maybe, I challenge you to, to widen the circle, to befriend anyone. Because every single person, regardless of any of that stuff, God made them and loves them. He loves me the way I am. He loves you the way you are and wants to bring you closer to him. And he wants that for all of us, even the people that you disagree with in your school, the people that upset you at home, whatever. My challenge for us all, myself included, is to just seek to include more than we seek to exclude. And that is a thing that we have to do in our hearts 
It's not a matter of opinion about what we think about those issues at all. It's a matter of loving people that God loves. And so it's not something that I am lecturing you about. It is something that I am also doing um, for people who have different political beliefs than me, for people who just are unkind or unjust. That makes me mad. And I need to work on being kind to the people, to the souls that are doing the things that are making me mad. So it's something that we all have to do together. Okay? Stay, stay here in this moment with me. Okay? I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask God to help us to include more than we exclude, to love people the way that he loves them and the way that he loves us. God, thank you for being a God who said there is no Jew or Gentile, there's no male or female. We can all be, everyone can be equal here. You're made, we're made in your image. You love us. You said we are good. Help us to soften our hearts, God, towards the people that irritate us or the people that we don't understand or the people that maybe kind of freak us out. God, help us include more than we exclude. Help us to have soft hearts, open minds, understanding, and help us to see first in people, not their clothes or their maybe social status at school, whatever. Help us to first see them as people that you made that bear your image and that makes them worthy of our love and our respect and help us to understand that serving and loving the people that you made is serving and loving you, which is our ultimate goal. We love you so much, God. Help us to uh, love you and love our neighbors, no matter who that may be, as ourselves.